Welcome back to class. We got a pop quiz. What are the most basic human needs? Go. This is U.S. history. See the globe right there. What country did we fight in the Revolutionary War? France. If you put any event under a microscope, you will find a whole dimension of completely weird, incredible things going on. We're going to get back to that pop quiz in a little bit. I'd like to take some time and just reintroduce this unit. This is a brand new unit in the World Studies pod class. Think of a globe, and we are aliens. We are fresh observers of this thing that's called Earth, and we're trying to figure out what it is. Now, rather than just going from continent to continent and like this happened and this happened and this happened which is what world history from 1500 to present is in a class that I taught this is lenses and we did the culture lens we are now in the industrialization lens now what is industrialization great question Sean thank you industrialization is the development of industry so essentially going from an agricultural society to an industrial society now what is industry Industry is the economic activity concerned with the processing of raw materials and manufacture of goods in factories. A lot of hoopla. Take a look around you. I'm going to make some assumptions if you're listening to this podcast, which means you have access to the internet. Um, Take a look around you. How many things, because you're most likely, unless you're driving, and even if you are driving... You're most likely surrounded by things, products, goods. How many were made by you? Did you create, like, did you went out and harvested the materials required and you made it? How many were made locally? You knew exactly, like, who made it. You you don't have to know them by name, I guess. But, like, you... It was a local business. Or how many things around you do you have no clue where they came from? It's just a thing. My guess is a lot of the things around you, you have no clue really where it came from. It is a thing. It is a manufactured good. It has been made It's made of raw materials. Like I said in last episode, the coffee maker doesn't just poof into existence, nor does a tree grow coffee makers. It's made of plastic, glass, and wiring. So I don't know what, like copper or whatever. That stuff came from somewhere. It was made into the coffee maker. Yeah, that's industrialization. Now, This unit is not like literally just industrialization because I made a TikTok and an Instagram video talking about the coffee thing and someone was like, coffee and industrialization? I don't know. Saying like, coffee is not something that's made in a factory. Like it's grown on a farm. They're like, go organic. I'm like, I get that. I truly get that. Um, Really what this unit is, is observing the impact of machines in manufacturing, transportation, and consumption, 
um, and the impact that machines has on our way of life and the environment. So the introduction of machines changes the world. And you have areas on this planet that are more industrial than others. What impact does that have? What is life like for people who are living in a more industrial nation or a more developed nation versus people who are not? What impact, if you look at like history, like I've heard in the uncomfortable conversations with a black man with Emmanuel Acho, he's saying like the wake of slavery is still relevant in the United States today. Very true. Same thing for the Industrial Revolution and really what Europe did, and you could also say America did to the world. Once industrialized and developed nations began, they started looking at the world as a board game and <laughs> played it like a competitive board game. And we are still seeing the impact of that today. So we're going to be looking at that. We're going to be looking at what are the implications of you just going on Amazon, buying something. And this is where like the coffee thing, here's where I'm going to justify industrialization. The coffee's grown in, let's say, Colombia. Um, sure, there are probably machines that are used for that, but then like, it gets thrown onto either a boat or a plane and gets powered by resources and gets to the United States and then goes on an 18-wheeler and then goes to a grocery store, which is powered. Like, so that's what I mean by industrialization. Machines. If you want to count us as machines, go for it. But anything that's going to accomplish a task requires energy. Like we need, in, if I'm going to do something, but really I'm going to live, I need energy. Where does that energy come from? Eating either animals or plants, drinking H2O. That gives me energy to accomplish a task. Same thing for the coffee maker. It requires energy to function electricity like my bed doesn't require energy because it's already made but in order to make it that required energy cars require energy what that energy is is to be determined it could be electricity it could be oil it could be food it could just be moving water but in order for something to accomplish a task it requires energy yeah Let's play a game, and this is going back to the pop quiz. We're going to connect this. Let's pretend you live in a world that depends on natural energy with no or minimal infrastructure. So, and when I mean when I mean infrastructure is like, I walk into the kitchen and I turn on a switch and electricity comes on. Um, that is because of infrastructure. That is like there is this essentially this invisible system that brings things to you. Let's pretend you live in a world where nothing is brought to you. You have to live and depend on natural energy. So you have like no gasoline or oil, no electricity, no plumbing. So I walk on, I walk to the sink, I turn a little knob and like water comes out. That's infrastructure. In this new game that we're playing right now, that's gone. So just take some time and think about this. Think about your basic needs. What did you say they were? Oh, listener. 
in like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's the physiological. There's a few more that I'm not going to mention, but I found to be the most basic one is food, water, warmth, and rest. And warmth and rest essentially goes with shelter. Food, water, shelter, and obviously air. But until perhaps in the future, we're not going to have to worry about that one. Knock on wood. feel like that one might not age well. I don't know how many decades, but who knows. Um, but food, water, shelter. And you do not, so you need that, and you don't have the infrastructure that brings it to you. So, how will this new world, it's really the old world, how will it impact your daily existence? So think about, all right, you need food, water, shelter. How are you going to get the water? The water is off. (laughs) What do you do? What is your plan? How are you going to get water? How are we going to get food? And you could say like, well, I will walk to the grocery store. How does the, how did the food get to the grocery store? Oil. Because like you walk into the grocery store and I'm going to give you homework. It's not going to be today where essentially you're going to start to think about like, okay, you're going to make, you're going to make a map of where everything that you consume and interact with, where did it come from? I walk into the grocery store, I see bananas. I live in South Central Pennsylvania. The bananas were not grown there. Like, okay, well, all right, so I don't have oil. So let's say for the bananas, someone grew the bananas in Central America, they threw it on a horse and the horse gallops to South Central PA. Like, well, the bananas are gonna go bad. And that's another thing. How are you going to preserve your food? How are you going to stay warm or cool? Let's just go with warm. How are you going to travel? So uh, let's pick the water here. Yesterday, you were able to walk downstairs, turn a little knob and water comes out. That option's gone. So what do you do? Well, all right, I'm going to grab a bucket. I'm going to, I guess, I would say ride my skateboard, but if we're like really going hardcore here, like that's, I didn't make that skateboard. Like I bought that skateboard. So I I walk to what, a pond, a river, a well? Like where's your where's your closest well? Where like I live in Harrisburg, so like there is a nasty river. No offense to Susquehanna, and it's kind of like a point of like shameful pride, I guess. Like I love the Susquehanna, but it's just disgusting. I could walk there. It will take me like ten minutes, and I'll fill up a huge bucket, and I'll walk home. I gotta boil that. That requires energy. How am I gonna do that? I gotta start a fire. So now I gotta go get wood. I got to start the fire. Like, this is getting crazy. Like, how would I normally boil water? I just turn a knob and then the stove comes on. Either electricity or a flame. But there it is. And like, okay, there's my heat. And I start, but like, that's gone. 
the infrastructure is gone. That's not, that's something coming to me. I have to now go get everything. And that's just water, like food. I <laughs> like the initial thought is fly to giant as quick as I can, or which is the grocery store and just like collect as much as I possibly can. Eventually that'll be gone. Why? Because there's 330 something million people on this planet. I, I think that was a number. It might be more. I can't remember what I said last episode. So like that's gone. I think you will quickly recognize if infrastructure goes, what we have going on like is not sustainable with this number of people. So what, okay, food. I will either, I'm going to hunt. Um, I have the stuff. I don't know if like, your average person has the stuff to do that. <laughs> you just like grab a rock and like chase some deer down. Uh, or you might have to like kill a groundhog and you're like, ew, but like, what are your options here? We're used to steak. I could grow a garden, which is going to take a while. And how I get the seeds, I'd, <laughs> let's just assume I, I don't know, I have them. And here's the thing. What I have, I now have to be aware of like, okay, well, what grows here? Corn. I can definitely grow corn. I can't grow, like, I'm not going to try to grow mangoes in South Central PA. I could try, but that's like, this is now getting to life or death. Like I'm watching this with Kendra. I'm watching the show alone. This is survival. Like I'm trying, I'm literally trying to meet my basic needs here. This isn't like a, I'm in the mood for Kiwi. This is like, Hey, like I need to, if I don't, if this doesn't work, I die. So what works? What can I grow? Ah, we're, it's like we're traveling back in time. Does it not feel that way? So think about when infrastructure is gone and you are depending on natural energy, how does this impact your daily existence? Okay, well, uh, my sphere of where I can go becomes a lot smaller. Because if we're going to play the game that I can't ride a skateboard, I can't use anything unless I've made it or I've bought it off someone who has made it. So it's not like a someone's got a bike. I'm going to buy that off them. It's like someone has made something by hand. So they like went out into the woods, cut down a tree, figured out how to like create a board with, they made the wheels out of what clay, like figured that out. And then like, I will buy that off you. What's our currency going to be? This is what I mean by industrialization folks, infrastructure, machines, when that's gone, your experience in life drastically changes. And we will dive into it, as I love to say. The fact that you are able to wake up from an alarm with, with electricity and like go downstairs and make coffee. And if you're out of coffee, drive to a grocery store and just buy more coffee. 
is unbelievable because for the most part of human history, it's not been like that. You're living in a dream and you cut off one, and this is all connected. And if you cut out one thing, let's say oil, listen to my uh, Go Green Oil is Our Heroin episode. It's like episode five, six, or seven, something like that. Early. The point being, you live in a develop. I'm going to make an assumption about you. And I understand, even within a developed nation, there is a spectrum. So, like, not everyone has air conditioning. Not everyone has access to a car. But if you don't have access to a car, you can still ride a bus. Most likely. Sorry if I offend you. Your average person in a developed nation is living off of the infrastructure. And the infrastructure is delivering, for the most part, things to you. Now, I have to go take my car to fill it up, but the gas is there, right? I Like, I am not drilling for oil and then taking that and then figuring out how to turn into gasoline to put into my car, which I made by hand, by the way, which means that like all that metal, yeah, I mined that. What is the alternative from living in a industrial society? Um, there's at least two options. And by the way, let's just press pause. I'm gonna try a new format where I'm gonna try to speak for like 30 minutes, make it a little bit shorter because you're only listening to me speak. Um, 30 minutes once a week, not too bad. But there are other options. Either, as I said, the agricultural society, where it's a lot, uh, think of like um, the Amish essentially, I suppose. It is like, we grow our own food, we stay still, as in we're not nomadic people, which is the other option, hunter-gatherers. I've already really talked about all this stuff in previous episodes, so if you're with me, cool. If you need to like get background information on the whole Neolithic revolution and the development of human history, Honestly, I don't even remember what episode, but like start the class from the from the top from the start. I don't know. The other option, as I said, is hunter gatherers, and hunter gatherers essentially are what we would call nomadic people. They move around and they get their think about the most basic needs, their food and their water. They travel for their food. They go out and get their food. The difference is the agricultural society has like grown the food and because of that stability, they don't have to move around. They just have to defend it and make sure that they have the crop. The hunter-gatherers move out and go get it. It can be food. It is obviously also water. It is like clothing. They're not going to a local store and just buying a pre-made shirt. They're creating their own clothing. Now, like you have 
not we do not have a lot of hunter gatherer societies still on this planet. This is the way of early humans is moving around with the food until we had the Neolithic Revolution. There are still some societies like the Hadza in northern Tanzania in Africa. Africa is incredibly diverse, complicated continent made up of a lot of countries which are made up of a lot of cultures. So like, don't assume, please don't assume like, oh, hunter gatherers in Africa. They're all just running around, like hunting down the antelope. Like, no, that is not the case. There are not a lot of societies left, but they're still out there and they meet their most basic needs by going out and getting it. That is a former way of life. Africa, BT dubs, and we'll dive into it, is an incredibly rich continent and resources. And formerly, it like still, like there are wealthy cities and areas and wealthy people in Africa. Um, like perhaps the most wealthiest human being that's ever lived is from Africa, Mansa Musa. And we will get into the history of it. The concern with hunting and gathering as a lifestyle is you are fully dependent on the ability to get your food or to get your water or to protect yourself from natural disasters or from outside things. That is a risk. Yeah. And humans are on the forever journey of working our way to become the humans in Wally. And if you look at, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google Wally humans. They're a bunch of fat people in like mobile recliners that everything comes to them. Humans are forever trying to make life easier. Yeah. And I've talked about this before. You are trying to kill something. You have your hands. Maybe you pick up a rock and you can throw it. Or you can take a rock that's super sharp and put it on a stick and launch it. That's a spear or an arrow. Like we make stuff to make our life easier. And thinking of my experience now, it's unless like someone just makes the food for me and just hands me a plate of already made food, it's pretty easy. I drive to the grocery store. That's infrastructure. Infrastructure makes our lives easier and also makes it possible because if there was not infrastructure, there would not be 300 something million people in this country. Realistically, like hunter-gatherer societies are a lot smaller. And we start to see in early civilizations popping up and it's kind of, I, well, it's not really chicken or the egg. Let me explain what, what just popped into my mind. Cause I was saying, did civilizations pop up and then let's say like irrigation pop up? Or were civilizations able to happen because we figured out irrigation? What is irrigation? Irrigation is essentially bringing the water to you and or the crop. So that's kind of like the beginning of infrastructure. So you, you have examples of like canals being built, ditches being built, dams being built. The ancient Egyptians had the shadif, I believe I'm saying it correctly, and that's like this lever pulley system that would pull water out of the river. Uh, the ancient Roman Empire had aqueducts, which would take 
melting snow, water from the mountains all the way into the city, humans start to figure out infrastructure, really, and it's a way to bring the resource to you, either to you literally or the field of crop, which is then going to give you food. So food, either animals or produce, requires water. It'd be really difficult for like every single day, you got to walk down to the river, get a bucket of water, walk over to your garden or your field and like pour the water over there and like do it over again. Like that takes a lot of what? Energy. We want to save energy for things that are more important. If we can figure out another way, that's humans on our journey to Wally. So we create things such as canals, which is like a ditch system that just like when it floods, it fills up the canals and like it transports water all over the place. Like just Google a canal. Um, We build dams so we can have more water. That's one way that humans figured out how to not have to constantly be worrying about water. Another one is like just a well. You dig it. You just dig a hole until you figure out like, hey, there's water under here. And then everyone goes to the well. Bam. This is not industrialization. But this is harnessing the basic needs. Once that happens, like once you've harnessed, you don't have to like spend the time to go always finding the food or the water you because time is really like the most val i don't know like the most valuable currency if you can save time you can do something else it could be nap it could be watch cat videos or it could be work to figure out something else to make your life easier so like we are in once we start to develop like irrigation systems and civilizations pop up we're on the journey we're we're moving across the spectrum to fully industrialized or nations that are in the process of industrialization you got hunter gatherers who are just like nah I'm good I'm just going to live off the land going to make stuff by hand. I'm going to do whatever. And then you start to see civilizations developing where people start to specialize. I've done an episode on this, so like you can check it out, but people start to specialize. And I have a job. I sell things to people. And then I go to people that sell certain things and I get that rather than having to make everything by hand or figure it out myself. Now, in order for things to be made, that requires what? Energy. There's there's a lot of ways to get energy. Like wind creates is energy, right? It's creating force. And if you can use that, like a windmill, which we figured out, or a water mill, which apparently, like I, apparently I looked it up and the ancient Greeks figured that one out first in like 200 BC. We see China in like first century AD, uh, had a water mill in India in like 4th century AD, had a water mill. But what is that? Like, think of the Susquehanna River. It's just constantly flowing. And if I can use that water to push a wheel, I can use that wheel to do something. That's using natural energy. The other alternative is animals, either humans or like livestock. Like a horse mill 
Google that image or the like the donkey mill. It's a classic thing that I think of like you, I was going to say just smack a donkey. You got it like a harness attached to a donkey and it just walks in a circle. That's moving a circle, which is creating energy. And if you can spin a wheel, you can do a lot with that as we have figured out, which is like move a piston, which can do other things as we're going to figure out. And we're going to figure out other ways to do it, such as the steam engine, which is really going to start off the next episode. Where we're currently at is humans are figuring out ways, one, to get the resources to come to them. We figured out agriculture. We figured out irrigation, the basic needs, and we figured out energy. You can have animals do things for you, like an ox plowing the fields rather than having a human do it. There's got to be an easier way, which we'll figure out eventually. You can have nature do it, as in like the flowing creek or stream or river or a wind, a wind, the wind. Well, is it a wind or is it just singular one wind on the planet? I think it's a wind. It just doesn't sound right. So what's the summary of this episode? You require energy. Your basic needs food, water, and you need to like save your energy and that's shelter, like sleep. You require energy. The collective us requires energy. How we currently get that energy is infrastructure, as in things are brought to you that you don't think about. But there is another alternative to reality that people still live in, under, through, with, I don't know what the word is. And as a lack of infrastructure where they still need to work to get that energy. The purpose of this episode was to, if there is a spectrum of industrialization or like machines doing things as in I walk downstairs and I flip a switch and electricity comes on and there's like coffee being made with electricity the other spectrum the end of the spectrum is I I guess there's stairs I maybe I just walk out I have to have coffee beans that I grew or traded with and then I need to like mash them up by hand and then like put them in wood, right? So like that is, there's two ends of the spectrum. The, f- the far left end, like the beginning end, the early stage requires my own personal time and energy. The far right end doesn't require my energy. It re- requires energy that someone else figured out that's come to me. Next episode, we are going to look at the, and this is history, folks. We're going to be looking at the, what did the world look like right before the Industrial Revolution? Because once we hit the Industrial Revolution, that's where, like, our modern world is a product of, I mean, there's been multiple industrial revolutions we're going to look at the one that started in england and then 
Europe pretty much finds a way to screw over the rest of the world. But before we get into that, we got to do a little bit of more context and figure out, okay, well, like, what exactly did the world look like? Um, just to explain the logic and reasoning behind that. In order to understand something, there's like examples and non-examples. That's why I did like this episode. This was a non-industrial example. What do I, when I mean, what I'm, what I, what do I, when I say industrialization and industrial society, in order for you, I, I know, in order for you to better understand what that means, you should look at like, what does it not mean? What is the opposite of that? So then you can compare. So there is a spectrum. That's what the purpose of this episode was. Next one, context, history, baby. And that's it, folks. That is the end of class. Bell is ringing. <laughs>